0: So in the past, uh, I think last week we started um, a new series uh, on God, and we're going to continue from there. Um, last week we we said that God, the provider. We talked we talked that we took a story of Elijah and his journey of um, being provided for um, through um, uh, a, a raven and um, a widower, um, and how God used that to teach not only him to teach us. That uh, God is truly a provider. He knows what He's doing, and uh, I think if we take that lesson into our lives, it's a rest assuring that hey, uh, I I have a God that I worship and that I follow that is able to do uh, to do uh, miracles and make ways for me in time of my need. Today we're going to continue from there. Uh, we're going to talk about God uh, all knowing. We're going to talk about uh, God is uh, God is. Uh, uh, ability i don't want to say ability his attribute his attribute of uh, knowing it all he knows everything he's omniscient and um psalms 46 verse 10 if we go to psalms 46 verse 10 i think this should be and this is the verse that should guide us as we uh, discuss the uh, the different attributes of god says be still and know that i am god be still and know that i am god the point of studying about God as a, either as a provider or as an all-knowing God is to be still and to settle in the knowing that he is God. The Bible says um, that a nation that knows God, their God, will be stronger. It gives us a strength as an individual. It gives us a strength as a people when we know who our God is. Um, I believe most of the things that we go through um, and we struggle with come from the lack of knowledge, from the lack of knowing who God is and the willingness to do what he requires us to do. So this is the point of this series is uh, to understand who God is and through that to learn to obey him. Can we just quickly pray and ask the Holy Spirit to reveal his word to us, to speak to us and to transform our lives. Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much this morning. We thank you for your ability to reveal things to your sons and your daughters this morning. I pray that your spirit will speak to us, touch us, transform us, and let us know who you are through your word. We want to know you, Lord. We want to grow in your word. We want to grow in the knowledge of you and the love of you. And we pray this morning, Lord, that you open our hearts and show us your word, show us your love, show us who you are, and let our actions and thoughts and attitudes be transformed because of who you are we love you we honor you use this sermon for your glory Jesus and we pray amen so we're going to look at a few things uh, when we say uh, what when we say God is all-knowing what do we mean by God is all-knowing and then we're going to talk about what it means to us personally the first thing is God knows everyone God knows everyone God knows you more than you even know you God knows me more than anybody in my life even more than I know my life the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 4 verse 13 and no creature is hidden from his side but all are naked and exposed to the eyes of him to whom we must give account God knows everyone God knows everyone God knows the Bible says when he talks about his all-knowingness uh, it talks about that he even counts the hairs of our head like he knows everyone he knows all his creations he knows them all by name there was a conversation that God has with um, job and, and the conversation he had was when he was challenging him about what he knows. God says, do you know all the stars of the skies? And do you know, do you ha- have you named them all by name? Not only God knows all the individuals, the man and the woman on earth. He even knows all the stars in the galaxy and he knows them all by name. God knows everyone. Just think about that for a second. God knows everyone. God knows you. God knows me, God knows everyone. So his ability to fathom all this, to understand and to comprehend all this and to have that knowledge give them a superior position in our life. There is no one that knows me more than God himself. There is no one that knows me more than God himself. God knows everyone. Not only God knows us as a person, as his sons and as his daughters, but he also knows our thoughts. God knows our thoughts isn't that beautiful and scary at the same time it's scary that God knows my thoughts what I'm thinking right now what I've been thinking he knows how I process things um, and what an amazing thing sometimes you have ideas but you can't even comprehend you can't even pray you can't even ask even those things before they come out of your mouth the Bible says he understands he knows he knows our thoughts the Bible says on psalms 139 verse 4 even before a word is in my tongue on my tongue before i'll behold oh lord you know it all together that before i even put things together and and find words to describe my thoughts before i even speak it before I even made it to my tongue before make it to my words before that just in the process of thinking he says you know it all you know it all hallelujah Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be your name, Lord. He knows our thoughts. He knows our thoughts. He knows our thoughts. He knows what I'm thinking. He knows when we go through all the mental anguish we're going through. Not only he knows that we are going through that process in our mind. Because the thing about uh, what happens in our mind is people can't understand that. So people can judge us. People can have different opinion about us. But God knows what's happening in our minds. Not only he knows that. He even knows why we think the way we think. Why we are thinking what we are thinking. He knows the deep thoughts of his children. He knows the deep thoughts of. His people. There's a Selah moment in the Bible, Selah. Like, you know, uh, I'm not how true translation it is. It's like, take a moment and reflect on what you just heard. When you read the Psalms, it will sing a song and it says Selah. It's like a melody time for just, for you just to uh, take a break and just um, remember what you just sing about. Just thought about those things. Just think about that for a second. God knows our thoughts. God knows what I'm thinking. So when our thoughts are impure, uh, not pure, we know God knows that too. So we can come to him in, in all honesty. Number three, not only God knows our thoughts, God also knows our hearts and our attitude. God knows the heart. Now the heart is different than the thought. The heart is who you are. Thoughts can just come into your brain out of nowhere but the heart is what defines what you do about those thoughts your heart is the intention behind your actions and God knows that intention God weighs people's heart God measures people's thought people's heart you guys remember the story of David and 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 Samuel the prophet Samuel As Samuel was sent by God to anoint one of the sons of Jesse to be a king in Israel. And and as he was there uh, to anoint the sons, Samuel's attitude and thought process is, I anointed another king before David who was tall, uh, who was handsome. The Bible says his head was over the shoulders of all the Israelites. So he's like, man, I'm going to anoint this one. So as the sons of J.C. were coming to Samuel, the first one had the same body structure like King Saul. So he was like, oh, this got to be the king. He's tall. His head is above everyone. Let me unknowing this one. God's like, no nope. man sees the uh, water like in the outer, but I will see the heart. Actually, let's just uh, go and read it if I have it here. Okay, First Samuel chapter 16, verse 7. So as he was getting ready to anoint the first son, to anoint the second son, who, who were physically and with the structure that looked like they have the look of a king. They have, the, like, you know, they have the look of the king, not the attitude of a king, by the way. They have the look of the king, not the heart of a king. They have the look of the king they deceive people when people look at them they look a little bit different they're bigger than everyone they have bigger stature bigger situation happening for them and and people are like man that's the person that got it all together that's the person that i want to be with like everybody has that person especially when you're young you look at a man you look at a woman man look at her that's the kind of woman i want to marry it looks like she got it all together looks like he got it all together. He got the job. He got the look. He got the physique. He got all these things. Like you know, he have everything that a man or a woman should have. That's the perfect one. That was Samuel's attitude as he was looking at this man. Ah, yeah, that's the king I'm going to anoint. But God says to him on verse 7 of 1 Samuel chapter 16. Do not look on his appearance or on the height of his stature because I have rejected him. What a word. It's not even, it's not not even, God does sometimes mean, if you pay attention, it's not even, oh, it's not him. You're wrong. It's the next one. No, no. I rejected him. Like, I rejected him. Rejecting is you see something and you don't like it. It's not what you want. So you press reject. So I rejected him for the Lord sees not as a man sees. Man looks on the outer appearance, but the Lord looks on the heart. People see what they see, but God sees the heart. He said, I looked at him, his heart, and he's like, you know, I swapped left. Is it left or right? (laughs) right, You know the joke. He's like, you know, I don't want this one. I rejected him. He's not qualified to be the king of my nation. God really knows the heart. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. There was a verse, actually, this is not in my preaching, just came to my mind that I would have loved just um, to read for you. It says on 1 John chapter 3 verse 20. For whenever our heart condemns us, God is greater than our heart and he knows everything. Let me just read this one more time. Whenever our our heart condemns us, even when we have this understanding of what our heart is. And our heart is like, you know, you're wrong. It says God is greater than our heart. The way we even know our heart, God is greater than the way even we know ourselves because God knows everything. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Just think about that word right now. Sometimes you feel guilty because "Ah, I think I did it this way and the heart is condemning you. But God is saying, no, 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 it's beyond that. I know you're feeling this way, but it's beyond that. Like it's like you can't even comprehend because I know deeper. I go deeper than your own understanding of your own heart because God knows everything. That's how much he knows us. That's how much he knows us. Some of us will wonder, like, why, why, God, why don't you, like, why don't you just give up on me? Why are you giving me these things? Why are you allowing me to do that? Why are you giving me these opportunities? Like, you think, because God knows your heart. Like, really, really, God knows you more than you know yourself. Even, even sometimes, as you walk in condemnation, because of your own thoughts and understanding of your actions and who you are, God is saying, man, I think and I know you more than your own understanding. Let's bypass that. Let's do what I want to do in your life. Blessed be the name of the Lord. So in in the case of Samuel, it was only when David came. You know the story. It was only when David came, the eighth child, not even remembered by the father because it doesn't have the appearance and the look of what a king should look like. And guess what? David became the greatest king in Israel. David actually became the standard of what it means to be a king in Israel. So after David, everyone is judged based on how good they've done compared to David. Oh, he was like David. Oh, he did well, but not like David. David became the standard. This man who God saw his heart because God knows our heart. Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 9 to 10. The heart is deceitful above all things. And desperately sick, who can understand it? I, the Lord, search the heart and test the mind. God is saying, your heart is so deceitful; nobody can understand it's Such a complex. Because just think about it. Sometimes you think you're doing something because you're thinking something, but deep down you have subconscious thoughts while you're doing that. So, it's like, so you, have, you have very, like you know, piled up layers of thoughts and uh, and attitudes and heart. Well before your action but God says I the Lord search the heart and test the mind to give every man according to his ways according to the fruit of his death he said no no no. I know deeper you can pretend in front of everyone you can look like such in front of everyone not only that you can be so good at it that you actually believe your own deceit and you can deceive yourself but he said but me I search deep down and I will know your motive I will know your attitude I will know your heart. What a beautiful understanding to know that God knows our heart. God knowing our heart is as I said earlier is both relief it gives you relief and it's scary that's why David comes to the Lord on Psalms 119, and he would say Lord search my heart he say Lord search my heart he said like there was a moment where Paul said Paul said uh, it's like I'm not he's like uh, I don't say I don't even judge myself i don't even judge myself i don't even know if i am if my heart attitude is correct it's only god who can search me and judge me he's saying i'm not going to depend on my own understanding of my own heart i depend on his understanding so the implication is man god knows me more than god knows my heart more than i know so what i do is i don't have this false confidence man i'm doing this for the right motive i'm doing it for the right reason i have the right attitude i have the right heart have you heard people say that Like, you know, I know I made mess up, but like, you know, my heart is the right place. How do you know your heart is the right place? Well, who told you your heart is the right place? How do you know? You're the standard. The broken vessel is the standard of what it means to be right in terms of your heart. David didn't think that way. King David said, search my heart and show me where I have fallen so I might repent. He said like, I don't know. I feel like I'm right, but I'm not going to depend on my own standard. Show me because you know me more. Paul said the same thing. And I think... It has to be the same for us. Lord, I don't know. I don't know my motive. I don't know why I'm standing here and preaching here. I might think because it's because I love people. I love the word of God. I want to share. But that might not be what's driving me. I have to come to the Lord and say, Lord, search my heart. If there is a wrong thing, show me so I can repent. Because the heart is deceitful above all things. And it's desperately sick. Who can understand it? Except the Lord himself amen amen god is all-knowing he knows our lives not only our thoughts not only who we are like everyone not only our attitude and heart he also knows our lives if we can go to psalms uh, 139 verse 16 psalm 139 verse 16 Your eyes saw my unformed substance, and your book were written, every one of them. The days that were formed for me, when as yet there was none of them. I'm going to read that one more time. Psalms 139 verse 16. Your eyes saw my unformed substance, and your book were written, every one of them. The days that were formed for me, when as yet there was none of them this is where you use the word sila again he's saying even the days that are ahead of me the days that hasn't existed yet the days that haven't been performed my time of death your time of graduation your time of marriage your time of serving the lord whatever it is the days tomorrow even all those days he says they haven't been like there's no substance of them they're they're not formed i wasn't even before i was even formed you've written them you know them all you know them all you know everything about my lives before they even happen just think about that just think about that we can go into the theological aspect of it but we can also look at the practical aspect of it The practical aspect of it is the fact that God has determined my days. The fact that God knows where everything is leading my day-to-day activity. It amazes me. It amazes me. Lord, you knew all this and you still love me? You knew all this before and you still love me? You knew all this before and you still have a plan for me? You still have a future for me? You still doing the work in my life even though you knew? the things that I would say do or act you still chose to love me that's amazing that's amazing what it means is Lord that means nothing is a surprise to you the Lord is not surprised like we live in an accidental life oh man I didn't think about that oh I just stumbled into this I just this just happened we just think like everything happens by accident almost but the Bible clearly tells us, hey, the Bible, actually there is a verse in Psalms that says, um, you've already numbered my days. You've numbered my days. You know how many days I'm going to live. Not only he has numbered your days here, it says, you have written every one of them. You have written every one of them. He's not surprised. God is not surprised by the things in our lives. God is not shaken. So when you face challenge, when you face challenge, when something that you never planned for happened in your life, it's not time to panic. It's actually to say, Lord, what have you written how we do with this? How are we going to go through this? I was, um, I think we were doing the Devo, and um, th- there was a statement that said, um, that really touched me. Um, it said, um, we often ask, what's the lesson for me when we go through trials? We want to know, Lord, what are you trying to teach me? And uh, it says, God is not gr- trying to teach you in every bad situation. He's not trying to teach you anything. He's trying to change your character. It's not a lesson that you draw. So, oh, this is what I'm learning. No, no, no. He's changing you. Changing you. By the way, you don't learn about patience. You become patient. What's the point of learning about patience if your character is not changed? So, sometimes it's not just a lesson to know what what is God teaching you, you might not know what it is, but he's changing you through that, so when God has numbered your days, that's something we have to think about, he knows tomorrow, so what I'm going through, even though it's just crazy, I mean, God is going to use for the good of those who love him, not only that, he knows this is going to happen, and he's going to use that to change me as a person, my character, and that's what it is, our characters. What displays who God is at the end of the day. So God wants to show who he is to the world through my character. So he knows what's up before it's happened in our lives. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Uh, So what does it mean? What does it mean uh, when we say all those things? I try to quickly give us a hint of what it means in a practical way. But in general, the first thing is live your life as honest as possible before him. Don't, don't, don't fake it until you make it before the Lord. Don't pretend He knows it all. He knows everything. There is nothing about you that he doesn't know. There is no one around you that he doesn't know. He knows it, everything. So when we come to him, when you walk, when you're driving, when you're walking, it don't matter. When you have a conversation with him, just be as honest as can, as brutally honest as you can. Just like what we talked about, David, Lord. I feel like I have a good heart, but I don't even know. I don't even know. Search my heart, Lord. Am I doing this for the right mood? Am I, am I, do I have the right attitude? I'm not sure. Show it to me, Lord. I want to be honest with you. Like, just live your life as honest and as authentic as possible before him. You can trick people. We can trick people, but we can't trick him. He knows us. He knows everything. Number two, what it means is we're going to go back to where we started from. It says rest and know that he is God. Rest and know that he is God. Psalms 46 verse 10. Be still and know that I am God. So if this is God, then stop panicking. Let's stop throwing tantrums. Let's, start, let's stop going crazy when things go as unplanned, the way we don't want them. God is all-knowing. He knows it all. Just be still. And God is saying, just like he said in Psalm 46, be still, another word is rest, and know that I am God. When you know I am God, you can take a rest. Be still and remember that I am God. I know everything. That's what God is saying to us this morning. So I just want to encourage you this week to take this word into your life and practice it. Just remember that God knows everything about me and that means I can live this life differently. I can walk differently. I can think differently. He even knows my thoughts. So I can have those conversations, crazy conversations with God. Random moments, being honest with God and having conversations because you know he knows everything. God, prayer is about speaking what we're thinking. But remember that he knows the thoughts before you speak them. So just be free and talk to him this week and seek him. And remember that God is good and God knows everything. And take rest in that and be still. In. Let's pray together. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. I hope you have benefited. If you want to let us know that you're listening or you want to connect with us, you can find us on Instagram at jfc.church. I hope you will have a wonderful week. Stay blessed.